0: I'm Brian Santo, EE Times Editor-in-Chief. You're listening to EE Times On Air. And this is the weekly briefing for the week ending December 17th. The microprocessor market has been remarkably homogenous for a very long time. Two camps currently dominate. One surrounds the x86 architecture, the other follows ARM. There have always been other alternatives, but none seriously rivaled either of those two for years. Until recently, that is. Now, there is a third option that is becoming increasingly viable. its Risk 5 RISC-V. So-called open technologies have revolutionized one electronic segment after another, starting with software and permeating from there. Processors, have so far been immune to the trend, but perhaps for not much longer. Risk v has an open component to it, and that's part of its appeal. The technology is gradually generating more and more enthusiasm. The most recent culmination of that was the 2021 RISC-V Summit, held in San Francisco last week. Our guest today is Tyrius Research Principal Analyst Kevin Creewell, who attended the summit. We'll get to the latest developments in RISC-V, but first, here are some of the other stories you can find in EE Times this week. There's only so much further that the semiconductor industry can drive silicon integration, but researchers seem to keep finding new incremental improvements before we ever hit the limits of silicon. The latest innovation comes from research partners IBM and Samsung Electronics, who have devised a transistor structure that would improve on the FinFET. Which is being employed in many of the most advanced chips available today. The new structure is called the Vertical Transport Field Effect Transistor, or VTFET. IBM and Samsung believe they might be able to reduce power consumption using the VTFET by 85%. Read our story to find out what that could mean for the battery life of end devices. We've also got a story on a startup called Oculi that's got a unique take on machine vision. The company believes that machine vision can be improved by making it more like biological vision, which for Oculi means combining both sensing and processing at the pixel level. Get the details about the company's new Sensing and Processing Unit, or SPU. We've already mentioned the RISC V summit, and we'll be getting back to that a little bit more in a moment, but RISC V was held coincident with both the Design Automation Conference. And with Semicon West. At Semicon West, several execs addressed supply chain issues in the electronics industry. We've got an article covering their supply chain advice. As for DAC, Joe Swicky, executive president of ICEDA at Siemens, gave an address on design automation trends. My colleague Nitin Dahad interviewed Swicky in his latest Embedded Edge podcast. Swicky talks about Moore's Law applying artificial intelligence to design tools, and more. Give it a listen. If you are already on this podcast episode's webpage, look to your left. You'll see links to all these stories and podcasts and more. And if you're not already on the site, you can go straight to eetimes.com for all of our coverage. The x86 architecture originated at Intel in the early 1970s. By the turn of the century, it had become the most prevalent processor type. ARM has been around since the mid-80s, back when the company was still known as Acorn, but it didn't start to become as pervasive as it is now until the smartphone era. For some time now, engineers and product designers have had a choice between those two different processor types. Intel and ARM also have adopted distinct business models, though in both cases, Intel and ARM maintain some control of the processor technologies they've devised. Those involved in developing RISC V intend to compete with a third business model, the Open Systems Model. Now, it's not entirely open. The part of RISC V that is open is its Instruction Set Architecture, or ISA. Because it's open, though, because developing RISC V is a collaborative endeavor, it promises to be the least expensive of the three. And if it's not that much less expensive, it may offer more flexibility to product designers. Technologically, RISC-V processors are already competitive. There are RISC-V processors currently available that provide admirable performance. Organizations around the world are helping to refine the technology and specific extensions for specific applications or sets of applications, as well as programming tools and other support technologies. They are developing an ecosystem. It all goes to show that Risk v is gaining momentum, a point that its backers aimed to reinforce at the Risk v summit held in the first week of December. Our old pal, Kevin Creewell, was at the summit. Creewell is a principal analyst at Tyrius Research. We invited him back to the podcast to talk about what he heard there. Imagination Technologies came out with uh, their Catapult CPUs. Um, what was the big deal there, and uh, and then maybe we could put it in context.
1: Okay, so the, the interesting part of the context, one thing is, Imagination Technology is known as a provider of of GPU IP, right. Right, graphics processing, and they've they got it. You know, they were the the lead uh, GPU in all the uh, Apple stuff until Apple said, "Oh, that's okay, we can make our own now." And um, so that, that sort of hurt the company for a while. But they also, at one point in time, bought MIPS, then had to spin MIPS off. Finances. Finances. They're, I they're, they think they're in a better financial footing now. They're sort of rebooted themselves. You can call it Imagination Technology 2.0 or maybe 3.0. Um, but they're now getting to the CPU business. And, you know, this is one of the advantages of uh, the RISC V. Uh, you know, instruction set is that it's an open instruction set. It's not a licensable open licensed cores. I mean, there's no RTL involved. Mm-hmm. You have an instruction set and you have to build your own uh, cores. So it's, in a sense, it's not open source because there's no source. There's just instructions. an open standard. <laughs> it's just open. <laughs> it's an open standard. It's really more what it is. And so uh, Imagination decided that they needed a balance of both CPU and GPU. And so they're getting into uh, the best way they can do it, considering it would be uh, difficult for them to license ARM because they've always been the anti-ARM guys, the opposite of ARM. So Uh, they've
0: they've deliberately aggravated ARM on a couple of occasions.
1: Uh, Absolutely. And so therefore, RISC-V is the perfect way for them to get into the CPU business and further their aggravation of the ARM ecosystem, or (laughs) ARM itself, I should say. Um, But it also puts them in an unusual position where they're actually going to compete with their former uh, partners, MIPS, because MIPS also announced earlier this year that their future architecture is not going to be MIPS, it's going to be RISC-V as well. So uh, it's another another company joining the the Risk Five bandwagon, and uh, so they're they're up to two point four k members plus at the Risk Five Foundation. So they're nice. they're building a nice uh, ecosystem around number of members. Um, so this was actually a big coming out party for the Risk in the Risk Five Summit because you had companies like Imagination, you had uh, Sci Five, which is. You know, the founders of risc v are, are the lead on uh, uh, executives at sci 5 And right. they came up with their new core, the 650, which is, you know, an enterprise class core, very competitive with uh, the A7, 8, and 7 series of uh, Cortex cores. Uh, but because it's a simpler architecture, it's a little smaller core, they can do things in a little less energy. Uh, so I think they have some real potential here uh, to disrupt ARM at, as an application processor, not just as a deeply embedded core. So the, uh, the the important things that are happening with the summit included um, they ratified 16 specifications. One of the things that's been sort of dragging on, it's been mm-hmm. a lot of these subcommittees doing extensions like hypervisor extensions and, um, Vector extensions, they're finally getting all these things signed off. And therefore, we now kind of like stabilize the ecosystem with known fixed uh, release specification extensions to the basic architecture. Mm -hmm. And that helps move the whole ecosystem forward because now they have something to design to that is universally accepted by the the risc v community.
0: Right. So, does this lead to? Uh, we were talking earlier about uh, about uh, a roadmap for Risk Five, and as, uh, as you get more extensions, you're able to um, uh, target specific platforms and specific implementations of those platforms. Is that right? That is correct. You you did listen well. Uh. <laughs>
1: yeah. So actually, Palmon uh, listens. Yes. So so the. Um, Two key uh, initiatives here are um, profiles and platforms. And what one of the uh, the sort of um, balancing acts in RISC-V is it's an open ISA, so you can extend it, you can add new instructions. Um, there are you know multiple ways of implementing vectors that uh, they finally came to a compromise solution on, but there were some companies that started doing vectors before the standard was set. So they mm-hmm. have their own specific implementation of vectors. So there's a concern that if things got too out of hand, that the ecosystem would fracture with going in, an, in a thousand different directions.
0: Right.
1: To help prevent that, what the RISC-V International Foundation came up with is a series of profiles. And the profiles would then specify for a particular market segment these are the recommended extensions that should be in a core. And try to keep uh, the profile somewhat standardized so that there are just a few paths in the forest, not a thousand paths in the forest. And, and to keep uh, the, the amount of permutations from becoming unmanageable for software developers. So if we start focusing on different uh, profiles for things like deeply embedded or, or servers or uh, application processors, you can sort of figure out what's the best implementation, what extensions are needed for those segments, and focus on making that a little more standardized and and have a profile for that. In addition, the ultimate goal is to have almost kind of like um, uh, software that could boot on any platform. And that's where platforms come in. So mm-hmm. that there's a, it could be a standardized implementation of the hardware around the RISC-V CPU core, so that uh, you know the software could be more turnkey can you could just drop in and run. And that's similar to what has happened in the ARM ecosystem, where mm-hmm. they standardized their server platform so that the um, software could just run on the applica- uh, on on the ARM cores without having to have each individual implementation of ARM. Uh, be different and have to be tuned for that specific implementation. So some level of standardization is occurring in the RISC-V community, um, and that will keep things from going off the rails in the future.
0: Yeah. So if they're going to compete with, if they're going to try to compete with ARM, at least in some instances, um, it'll, it, uh, it. Behooves them to follow the model. It sounds like they're, they learned their lesson from from they, they looked at ARM's success and learned their lesson.
1: Yeah, basically, pretty much that that I would say they're they're looking at how ARM succeeded in building a stronger ecosystem, and they're trying to emulate that to some extent. Yeah. So yeah, but it's it's there's still room for innovation, and yeah. um, there's room for unique implementations. Uh, it's just that in a, the broader sense if you want the ecosystem to uh, thrive and you want enough development tools and standardized tools and maybe someday even an Android port for uh, risk 5 um, there needs to be some level of standardization uh, amongst all the different iterations that you can you can you can make
0: yeah well let's go to the conceptual thing we were gonna hold off on but uh, yeah. I, you, we had been talking prior to in in uh, in preview conversation one uh, We were talking about how um, risk five. You know who needs risk five, and and you know why is everybody get why are there so many really brilliant developers moving into this, and um, I thought you had a really interesting uh, observation. Uh ARM, the success of ARM has apparently given everyone permission to do something other than another X86 clone.
1: Yeah, my, I think you know the, my my uh specific point is that two of the startups, uh Esperanto and Vantana in the RISC-V mm-hmm. are founded by X86. Uh, CPU designers, x86 CPU designers. Dave Ditzel mm-hmm. did Transmeta and uh, Greg Favre, uh worked on the K6 at AMD uh, and then uh, later on another startup. But you don't hear about new x86 startups anymore. In fact, uh, Intel just bought, really was the third x86 vendor uh, via, uh, that brought the Centaur team into mm-hmm. uh, into Intel. So there really isn't a third x86 vendor anymore there's just the two amd and intel and nobody else is going after that market anymore because they don't need x86 you can do stuff with arm and now um you know arm realizes that and that's and also i think uh nvidia realizes realizes as well and that's why nvidia wants to buy arm
0: mm-hmm.
1: that really is the alternative architecture now but you know, not everybody wants to spend millions of dollars to get an architectural license when the RISC-V ISA is robust and available basically for free. And you can roll your right. own core. Right now, the ecosystem is not there yet. It's uh, at, at RISC-V. They're focusing, I think the big focus on 2022 is going to be building up the software ecosystem. Now that they've wrapped up all these specifications, they can start rolling out more software, get the software community going. Mm-hmm. Um but Arm is already there. Arm's got you know graviton cores, uh, processors at uh, AWS, and mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's tons of activity right now in rolling your own Arm cores, including um, Qualcomm and obviously Apple's one of the, the, the leading um, cases for rolling your own CPUs using Arm licenses. And right, right. it is you know what, our, what what Apple is doing is eliminating x86 and replacing it with Arm. And I think that's what people recognize that that's going to be uh, if you want to roll your own core, you can go to ARM. You don't have to struggle with trying to roll a new x eighty six processor when it's a very difficult instruction set to uh, emulate. It's it's there are all kinds of quirks and um, whereas ARM is, is more straightforward, and you can go to ARM and say, uh, "Can I have a core, please?" And they'll say, "Here you are," and and you can get started. And so it's a lot easier. So you don't have to fight with Intel and AMD about you know patents and all that so uh, right.
0: and so when when you when the guys who are interested in in risk five show up they can say see arm did it it's okay you can go to an alternative architecture you can and you know if uh, if we're a cheaper alternative and we've developed our ecosystem, hooray for you
1: right right so uh risk five now becomes that new uh disruptor uh, arm disrupted x86 x86. Disrupted the original risk vendors like uh, MIPS for servers and alpha and PA risk and all those early risk uh, spark even. So they, you know, X86 disrupted them coming in from the bottom. Arm disrupted is disrupting X86 coming in from the bottom. Now, risc five wants to do the same thing coming in uh, from underneath and and using that, um, ec- you know, economies to disrupt Arm as well. so. Uh, it's the cycle of life here.
0: The phrase I like is "nibbled to death by ducks."
1: <laughs> okay, you can use that phrase.
0: Okay, <laughs> maybe that's just me. Um, cool. All right. So uh, as so, the next question is: This last risk. Uh, this last risk event. Mm-hmm. Um, did it give? people viewing risk five encouragement that the ecosystem is cohering and is on its way. Uh,
1: you know, that this is a judgment call and I would say, yes, I, mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, we're still, it, it was a hybrid event. So it's kind of hard to tell the, uh, from a crowd point of view, because there was still mm-hmm. a, a light crowd at the actual event itself, but there was a light crowd at, at DAC and a light crowd at uh Semicon West. So I wouldn't, I couldn't necessarily get a a, um, a full feel for the just the crowd excitement. A lot mm-hmm. of people were watching online, but from my from my understanding of how this is developing, uh, I think the work they're doing on profiles and platforms is exactly what they needed to do to uh, rein in some of the chaos. And uh, this focus now on performance, um, there really, I mean, there really is no limit on where RISC-V can go. They've got the instru- instructions they need for vectors. And uh, I mean, security is actually one of the areas they're spending a lot of time on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everything that uh, they're doing in their community um, it, it, it can you know, make it a very robust architecture uh, as it develops. Um, you've got a lot of smart people involved in the architecture. Um, and uh, they're really, as 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 um, one of the uh, Sci Five guys said there are no limits to what you can do with RISC v and I think they're pretty much correct. Uh, there really is no limits. Performance comes somewhat from the from the instruction set, but a lot of performance comes from microarchitecture, and you can mm-hmm. apply microarchitecture to any instruction set. So, in a sense, ISA becomes a little bit er- irrelevant to performance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not completely because there are some things that the ISA does help with. Uh, but there is really, I, I see no um, practical limits to what you can do with risc Five, And considering people want an alternative to both X86 and ARM, it's the only real alternative today. And therefore, right. you've got smart people investing money, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars being invested into the ecosystem when you look at all the startups. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think anybody's really uh, aggregated all the startups involved in Risk Five. But they're doing everything from chiplets at Ventana to uh, giant uh, AI inference chips at uh, uh, Esperanto. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've got small cores, you've got big cores. Sci Five is putting out these high performance cores. Um, I think you've got a very diverse ecosystem now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. One of the one things i would point out is it, it, is, an, it is an open ISA, not an open you know, source. So you still have to either buy cores from one of the vendors, but you have multiple vendors to buy it from. Right. There's Andy's, there's a bunch of small guys and, and, and sci fives, the big guy. But, um, when you license arm, there's only one place you can go to get arm cores, arm. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. or you roll your own and you had to get an architecture license to roll your own. Right. So that's somewhat limits who can roll their own. It's got to be the high, it's going to be high end guys with RISC five. You can roll your own and you don't have to pay for a license, or you can go to multiple vendors to get IP cores. So you've got a lot more choice.
0: Uh, My understanding is, is that a lot of the companies that are providing RISC-V cores um, are providing CPU cores, um, GPU can be important, um, my understanding is, is that there is no one providing a risk five GPU. Is that am I am... There have been some people fooling
1: around with. Uh, I've seen some GPU cores based of lots of small vector CPUs put together. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen one mainstream yet, uh, or or break break the uh, uh, kind of obscure. I think I've, I've seen... Is
0: that a big deal to have one? I'm you know,
1: one it, it it could be. I think there's there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of opportunity there. Uh, I mean, you, you still have, in terms of IP cores, there's only two main IP licensees of GPUs, and that's uh, 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 ARM and uh, uh, Imagination.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's, there are some small vendors actually still there. But... Um, yeah, I know. It, it could be. I mean, I, I, I think there's an opportunity there, but um, so far nobody's uh, really uh, dug into it. Right now, they're mm-hmm. focused on the CPUs. Um, actually, I think there, there could be opportunities for open source uh, or open instruction sets for um, AI acceleration as well. So.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
1: Well, and actually, so here's one of the, the underlying assumptions about the RISC-V and, and the founders of RISC-V. They think that one of the advantages of RISC-V is that no matter what you're trying to do, CPU, GPU, even DSP or AI accelerators, you can start with an RISC-V ISA core and then mm-hmm. build on that. So uh, one of the goals of the RISC-V, uh, you know, I mean, vision of RISC-V is that you can build an SoC. Eventually, that every aspect of SoC. Starts with a RISC-V core and extends on that. So that the software tools across the entire system on chip, the SOC, is based on one instruction set.
0: Wow. Be quite an advantage.
1: Yeah. So that that would simplify a lot of software development. Now each each functionality, like a DSP functionality or or a graphics functionality, would need specific extensions to perform that task more efficiently. Right. But you could still start with maybe a RISC-V. As the uh, as the core, um, the, the core architecture, and extend mm-hmm. off that. That's their vision.
0: Cool, cool. Risk five has a, a political component, um, uh, or or one that was was imposed on it. Um, in uh, in uh, the grand, grand geopolitical way of looking at things, um, China's been uh isolated from certain uh of the most advanced western technologies um but uh but that doesn't it doesn't look like their 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 access to uh risk five technologies is cut off and and a lot of people were expecting that china would embrace risk five um do you see any you know do, is there evidence that that is in fact the case that they're doing that?
1: There's definitely a lot of enthusiasm for Risk Five in China. Uh, you, Alibaba was a premier sponsor involved in the, the, the summit. Uh, in addition, when I asked the specific question to the uh, board, about a third of Risk Five v activities is in APAC, which they wouldn't be more specific China versus, say, Japan and other countries uh, you know India whatever uh, and about a third is North America and about a third is uh, EMEA uh, Europe and, and Asia uh, Europe and uh, Africa I should say um, so it's definitely a uh, appeal there the the risks five international is based in Switzerland so it's neutral.
0: <laughs> do, you, do you think they were trying to yeah they, they were definitely there's, trying to convey I, I think something there was a message there, being sent there yeah the, the, yeah there's definitely an implication
1: And also um, so the implementation of a core by say sci5 uh, might still fall under uh, restrictions of uh, technology transfers mm-hmm. uh, but the instruction set itself is open and there's no way to limit. Uh, anybody from implementing that instruction set, right?
0: Right. Interesting. Um, anything else about uh, about the the ecosystem, uh, the 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 trade implications, or or any specific uh, risk five developments that we haven't touched on that that are are worth noting? Um, you know, I, I think they're um, I think we covered
1: a lot of the territory actually, mm-hmm. and you know, it, we did. It, this was a big summit for them. Uh, mm-hmm. so they had a lot of uh, announcements and uh, I, and I haven't been able to dig into the specifications yet that they uh, they've ratified um, but expect uh, the 2022 um, year uh, uh, year coming forward yeah. they're going to focus on on getting the software tools and developing the software ecosystem around what they've now ratified so that's their big th- thrust for next year. Um, yeah. and uh, I think that's that's where, the, the biggest gap is right now, they've got to close. You've got uh, a number of different performance cores and, and different levels. You've got uh, lots of different types of design activity going on in the ecosystem. Uh, some very bright people involved. Um, so I, I think it's very robust at this point.
0: All right. Kevin, thank you very
1: much. No problem.
0: That was Kevin Creewell, Principal Analyst at Tireus Research. Crewell was just back from the RISC-V summit in San Francisco held last week. EE e. Times is part of the AspenCore Publishing Company. We've just published our latest books, The AspenCore Guide to Silicon Carbide, Enabling a Smart Energy Future. The book is an up-to-the-minute resource on silicon carbide, which is gradually replacing silicon in high-voltage power ICs for electric vehicles, renewable energy, motor control, and aerospace defense applications. This 145-page guide offers a detailed analysis of the market trends and an in-depth discussion of key aspects of silicon carbide power technology – with contributions from Aspen Core editors and a range of some of the leading authorities on silicon carbide and power electronics from industry and academia. If you're interested, buy it from the EE Times store at eetimes.com shop. And we've reached the end of this episode of the Weekly Briefing. Thank you for listening. The Weekly Briefing is available through the major podcast platforms, but if you go to our website at eetimes.com podcasts, you'll find a transcript along with direct links to the other stories we mentioned and other resources. The Weekly Briefing is produced by E.E. E. Times. It was engineered by Taylor Marvin and Greg McCray at Coop Studios. The segment producer was Katie Huss. I'm Brian Santo. See you next week. Yeah. Okay. So this is the uh, let's call this pre-show version one point one, um, or or is it, or maybe the beta.
1: It's too late now. We're we're we're
0: in the show. We're in the show. Okay. The show is the show is about Risk Five, and uh, you were just recently at the Risk Five event that was uh, co incident with Semicon West and with, uh, the, uh, the deck show. Right. Um, and
1: live in per, person event. We're back. You went, you I actually, know, I actually, you, yeah. I, 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 I risked my life and limb to be in person Risked for risk. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. I, I, you know, you, you made the joke. Okay. Not me. So <laughs>
0: it's 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 the dead joke hour with kevin and brian (laughs) um